Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because because now. Now we bring on our buddy Nick Hamilton. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a good weekend and a good start to a brand new week. Lots to discuss on this episode. We'll get into the Los Angeles Lakers and their woes. We'll get into the Clippers. We'll get into the Brooklyn Nets, who seem to be unstoppable, just running on two thirds of the big three. We'll get into also our special guest, who is the sneaker reporter. We'll get into some of the flyest kicks around the NBA, who has the fly kicks, his top five fly kicks, and what's in store coming up. Coming up. Also, we'll get into the NBA All-Star game. Uh, do the players have a strong case about not playing in the game? We'll get into that and more and knowing your place and knowing when to learn the vocabulary of silence. All that and more here on TMA with Nick Hamilton. Now, Cam Newton, we all know who Cam Newton uh, didn't have the greatest year with the New England Patriots, but then again, the New England Patriots didn't have the greatest year either. They were without a lot of their defensive guys. They didn't have any serious playmakers. So they expected Cam Newton to pretty pretty much perform a miracle. That's walk on water and crap ice cream. That's pretty much what they expected to Cam Newton. When he fell short of that, all of a sudden you hear the reports Oh, Cam is not the same Cam that he used to be. Oh, Cam, you know, he's washed. No, Cam has a lot more to prove. And I do believe he has more in the tank than people are giving him credit for. But also, too, you have to give him a fair sample size of getting him on a team with some playmakers and really showcase his ability to really be able to play the game. Then this season, if he gets on the team and he's able to have some type of playmaking ability and playmakers on the squad, and he still comes up short, then we could we could talk about that in another time. But Cam Newton still has something left in the tank. But one thing you cannot deny about Cam Newton is, is the fact that he's always been able to give back and show a lot of young people how to go about approaching the game of football, you know, with his camps and things like that. Well, over the weekend, we came across a video that showcased some real disrespect. And I'm not talking about Cam Newton issuing the disrespect the disrespect came from one of the campers in a football camp that really called out cam newton very disparate in a disrespectful manner let's take a listen to the sound you ask you're a free agent you're a free agent rich you're a free agent you're about to be poor i'm rich you're about to be poor i'm rich you're about to be poor i'm rich you're a free agent i'm rich you're a free agent i'm rich he's a free agent daddy let me talk to your dad let me talk to your dad Where's your dad? You're the free agent. Where's your dad? You're the free agent. Talk to him. Let me talk to you. Where's your dad? Where's your pop? 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 
No, two and two and one. What did you do? <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't able to see because y'all was too. Cameras on me. All right, bro. All what time. did he do, man? Does he play? He got speed. He got speed. No, he's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Huh? You're gonna see. Nah, you ain't, don't act shy. You're nah, bro. Don't act shy. I'm gonna see. I can not see today. You gonna watch YouTube. Oh, you watch YouTube? I know you do. You can your crotch, man. No, 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 Two oh five. Two one five. Two one five. Okay, cool. Bro. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> please don't be one dimensional. Like, like you said something to me, then I go. I'm really trying to talk to you. I'm not trying to like crack no jokes. I'm just really trying to ask a simple question. Bro. I'm sorry. It's it's your fault why everybody's looking, but I'm really just trying to ask a question. Now I don't know about you guys, but I will say this much: Cam Newton handled that much better than I would have handled it. First of all, little buddy was completely out of pocket. You don't talk to an adult that way. I don't care if it is Cam Newton. I don't care if it's Tom Brady. You are a kid. That is the problem with some of these kids right now. They live They live their real lives based upon social media, meaning he would have probably saw Cam on Twitter or Instagram and would have immediately attacked Cam behind a computer or behind a phone where he can't go face-to-face -face with Cam. And he decided to do that in real life. And Cam Newton approached him. And Cam Newton, being the bigger person, being the more mature person, being the adult of the situation, pretty much lit his ass on fire in a way where it was a teachable moment or it should have been a teachable moment. And the little dude still didn't understand what Cam was trying to do with him because Cam could have completely embarrassed that little man. And Buddy Lucky, he didn't get hands put on him. He's real fortunate he didn't get hands put on him. Because had that been someone else not as famous as Cam Newton and you start barking nonsense to them, they would have put hands on you. And maybe that's the way that young man had to learn. But what's funny is I don't necessarily just blame the kid for being disrespectful. I blame the coaching staff for allowing that to, to take place because this is not his first merry-go-round. He's mouthed off to, to adults before. He just so happened to get caught on camera. And it happened to be an adult of Cam Newton's stature. This is not his first merry-go-round. But I want to know where the parents were. And what happened when the parents saw this? That's what I want to know. Because when you, I've gone to some of these camps. Now, I haven't gone to every camp. I've gone to maybe one or two of these types of camps. And sometimes you see parents out there now. It may be a little different nowadays because with COVID, you know, there may be some distancing issues. And maybe the parents can't fully attend uh, the way they would like to. I don't know. But for that young man to sit up there and disrespect Cam Newton or attempt to disrespect him is completely ridiculous. And it, and, and it shouldn't be, stand, it should not, nobody should stand for that. Okay. Nobody should stand for that. There's no excuse for what that young man did. Now, later on, I believe the following day, he did issue a written apology. So somebody got to him. Now, whether that happened to be Cam Newton and trying to, to, to speak to that young man in an intelligent fashion, or whether that be his parents, somebody got to that kid. But what that kid failed to realize is that you created a, a situation that you did not need to create. 
you out here trying to clout chase and thought you were slick and trying to be cute. And now you got yourself in a situation where people are going to look at you completely different. And if you're trying to get recruited, that's a strike against you. Because recruiters are going to look at that and say, okay, are you respectful to authority? That didn't look respectful to authority. And you mouthing off and thinking you trying to showboat. This man is an NFL. This man, first of all, this is a grown ass man who has kids of his own. Number two, he is an NFL top notch quarterback. And once upon a time, he shattered rookie records when he first got in the league. He's a top NFL draft pick. This man has played years in the league. He was the Carolina Panthers. And you're going to sit up here and disrespect this man and call him out and thinking that's funny? What the hell is wrong with this kid? And don't get me wrong. I'm not here to pounce on the kid. I'm not here to, to you know, destroy the kid or nothing like that. He was out of pocket. Now, I do give him credit for writing a written apology. I do give him credit for that. Because as we always say, it takes a big person to apologize and admit their faults. So he did apologize to him. No question. But guess what? You wouldn't have had to apologize if you kept your damn mouth shut and stayed in your place. So let this be a lesson to you and others like you. Don't think stuff is cute and don't think stuff is just for the gram and you trying to out here clout chasing and showboating and think there will be no repercussions because the next time it gets on camera, you may not have a verbal warning like Cam Newton gave that young man. You might get hands put on you. You might get a two-piece without the biscuit. So let that be a lesson to you. Speaking of which, congratulations out to Jay-Z, who recently made a major power move, a major business move, when it came to, uh, once again, we all know Jay-Z as incredibly intelligent as he is, the, the sharp, true businessman that he is. Uh, we know what he's done in the world of rap and music, uh, what he's been able to accomplish in the time that he's been he's been out here in these streets. Uh, you know, Jay-Z, to me, I've always had a tremendous amount of respect for, but uh, Jay-Z and the luxury goods giant LVMH uh, have announced that they have a 50% partnership with each other. Uh, Jay-Z Champagne, better known as Ace of Spades, uh, became a partner with Moet. I think the company is Moet Hennessy. And uh, they announced it on Monday that they have a partnership. So that's pretty cool. And that's very inspiring to those of us that aspire to be great in business or be great in anything that we do. But how many of y'all drink Ace of Spades? Because I never tasted it. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm very, very interested to taste it, but I've never tasted it. So I wouldn't know. But I heard it's it's the 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 champagne of all champagnes. That's what I mean. The bottle looks incredible. I just want to pose with the bottle because the bottle says you have a certain level of status. So <laughs> I like the bottle. Uh, but it, it, you know, Jay Z is continue to make power moves, man, and this guy never stops, never stops. Even when you think, okay, he's he's accomplished what he's accomplished, he's always 
at least five, six steps ahead, man. And that's the incredible part about Jay-Z. And uh, if you watch the interview he had on CNBC, you know, one thing I, I, that stood out to me that he mentioned was the fact that they had been in negotiations for a couple of years. But when he said, hey, they had integrity, when they said they were going to call you on Thursday, they called on Thursday. And he said that's what stood out to him. That's one of the things that stood out to him. And I said, wow, that little thing. So let this be a lesson to everybody. If you say you're going to do something, make for damn sure you do it. Because you never know how far that's going to go. And it, and it will definitely help you in the long run when you're making a deal, when you're doing, when you're trying to go after a business, when you're trying to create your own business and you're trying to develop, you know, customers or clientele. Be the person of your word that you say you're going to be. That's the one lesson I got out of this acquisition in this in this this partnership that this 50 50 partnership that Jay-Z has. The fact that th that the gentleman that he spoke with um, that he was dealing with was a person of their word and the company were per were people of their word. I don't know if that went over a lot of people's heads, but think about that for a second. That's major. That's that's incredibly major. So shout out to them. Baseball is back. Spring training is upon us. The Dodgers and Angels have reported uh, to spring training. Spring training will have fans in the stands, but not as many as normal. Um, I will not be at spring training this year. I will be on Zoom calls. Uh, they will be having Zoom. They have Zoom meetings every morning uh, for the Angels and Dodgers and several other baseball clubs that are in the Grapefruit League, which is in Florida, and then those teams who come to the Cactus League, which is in Arizona. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. Uh, baseball is scheduled to have 162 games played this year. Uh, they're looking forward to, to getting those in plus playoffs. And if you look at this Dodgers team, they are completely loaded on the mound, it, behind the plate, at the plate, in the field. This is, a, this is probably one of the most complete Dodger teams that I've seen in a very long time. I mean, we, we've always questioned about the rotation, whether it be middle relief or the back end relief. And there's still maybe some question marks, especially about Kenley Jansen, because we know Kenley Jansen has done a, a really good job. But also there's times he's blown leads. He's blown saves. And people question, damn, does, does Kenley still have it? Well, we're going to find out this season. Because if he starts blowing leads like he did last season, I still love bye bye. You can bet on that. But I mean, you look at this 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 roster that they have as far as pitching talent. You have Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, who was recently signed on as a free agent. You got David Price coming back, who took a year off uh, due to COVID because he didn't want to, you know, jeopardize his family's health and safety. And I can't blame him for that at all. And you got Julio uh, Urias, who who was the the, the closer uh, in the last World Series. His, I'm sure his confidence is through the roof from what I hear. So you have some, and you have, you know, uh, Dustin May. Uh, you know, you have some really quality pitchers on this on this staff. So this Dodger team is really going to be at it. And, and they, they're projected to win, I think, 105 games. They're definitely going to win 100 games for sure. The Angels are projected to go about 82 and 80. 
I projected him to finish at least 500, maybe 81, 81. Um, I like I like the new pitching staff that they have there in, in, in Anaheim. Uh, Mike Trout is coming back for a full season. Shohei Otani uh, looked pretty well in his bullpen sessions. Um, so it should be interesting to see how well Blake uh, Shohei Otani bounces back for the Angels, especially coming off the Tommy John surgery. He didn't do that well yet last year, but I always felt like they rushed him back a little too soon. Um, so hopefully this this time around he'll be much better, more in control, uh, and more have more command on his ball. You know, with the with the fastball and the pitch. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But it's going to be an interesting baseball season. It's going to be very very compacted. And uh, they plan on playing a full season, so we'll see what happens. We will definitely see what happens. But baseball is going to get that bread. Come hella high water, they are going to get that bread. And I'm sure they will have some fans in the stands, especially out here in California at some point in time. They'll have fans in the stands again. May not be as many as we're accustomed to, but maybe at 10%, maybe 15% capacity, much like how we see in New York kind of getting back into the stream of things with 10% capacity in their sports venues. So I'm sure California is not far behind, but we'll find out. All right, y'all coming up on the other side of the break, we have a special guest, a sneaker reporter, better known as Travis Singleton. He will give us the breakdown of what he sees around the, the world of the NBA, as well as the sneaker culture. If you're a shoe head, you definitely want to stay tuned, get locked in because we're definitely going to bring you some interesting uh, shoes and we're going to break down what he has with his organization, how he's giving back to various youth around the world, excuse me, around the nation, I should say, in various communities dealing with shoes and the connection with the shoe culture. All that and more here on TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Serious XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on all things social media at Nick Hamilton LA. I have a special guest. We're going to break down a little NBA basketball as well as the Flyers kicks in the NBA. And who, in this person's opinion, has the Flyers kicks? We'll get into his top five kicks. And he has a great uh, organization called Kicks for Grades. Uh, that he does some something special for the youth in various communities. So I definitely want to get into that. Please help me welcome the one and only Travis Singleton, a.k.a. the Sneaker Reporter. What's going on, sir? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for getting me on here, Nick. I appreciate you. No, man, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I know you're one of the busiest men, especially around this time of the year uh, when it comes to NBA basketball. I know you were extremely busy last season with the whole uh, season and then the break and then the bubble. Yeah. And uh, now we only we had a 71-day layoff, and now we're right back into it. Yes, uh, When you look at the – first and foremost, I have to ask you. Uh, yeah. I know there's been a crisis in Texas with the uh, severe weather storms down there. So first and foremost, is everybody okay? Are you okay down there in the, yeah. in the state of Texas? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I I ain't seen no snow like that. It's been a little while. I was in Oklahoma, obviously, but mm. I, it's been a little while since I seen some snow. So it caught me off guard. It definitely did. But um, but everybody's good out here. They said you know it hasn't snowed in Houston since 1993, so or something like that. So I mean, they they didn't know what to do in, in um Houston for sure. 
But um, definitely want to send my condolences to the people, you know, in Dallas. You know, some people lost their lives and stuff like that. It was definitely crazy. So um, I'm just fortunate, you know, that, you know, my power and my water, everything was still good and everything like that. So I appreciate you for even bringing that up, man. That means a lot. And, uh, you know, we're going we gonna to keep pushing, you know, like Absolutely. we always Absolutely. No, it's, man, it's something that's, I mean, it's devastated the state of Texas. When you look at the pictures, they look unreal. It almost looks like a movie set, like somebody did CGI graphics on it. I mean, it doesn't look yeah. real at all, but you know the devastation and the people being affected behind that uh, when you see the graphic pictures and, and the, 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 the video and things of that nature. So definitely uh, a huge, uh, you know, shout out to the, the state of Texas and everybody there and prayers and thoughts and positive energy goes out to the, the people in Texas and in the entire South and in, in, in the Southeast, man, because they are, they're affected as well. Uh, yep. When you look at, you know, the snowstorm and what is, what is done um, even in the Eastern seaboard. So definitely want to give our, our thoughts and prayers out to those people as well. Yeah, um, for sure. You look at, I mean, cause the NBA actually had to cancel a game uh, earlier in the week uh, with the San Antonio Spurs because everything was just completely shut down and nobody could get could get in or out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the the L.A. Lakers, and we all know what happened with, unfortunately, with Anthony Davis and his injury that he suffered. He's going to be out approximately four weeks before being reevaluated. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers have not been the most successful team as of late since the Anthony Davis injury. Uh, they lost uh, against the Miami Heat. They lost against uh, a couple of other teams. And so when you look at this team with LeBron James, we know how great LeBron James is, but who else needs to step up besides LeBron James and Kyle Kuzma? I mean, besides those two, I was about to say Kuzma until you said Kuzma. But uh, uh, honestly, I feel like I think it has to just be a cast. You know, you need KCP to get busy. You need Schroeder definitely got to step up. I mean, I, I covered him last year in OKC. That's not the same Schroeder I saw last year. You know what I'm saying? That was in the six-man of the year running and stuff like that. I want to see him. He got to obviously get healthy and stuff like that from the protocol and everything like that, you know. But, um, you know, I, I need to see him take a bigger step for the Lakers to be able to, you know, make that push while Anthony Davis is down. I also want to see Marc Gasol do a little bit more on the defensive end, you know. want to see him get a little – I know he's older, obviously, but at the same time, he still needs to be able to, you know, stretch the floor out a little bit and help LeBron out because he can't do it on his own, man. He can't do it on his own. He needs some help. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's the Cavaliers team now from a couple years back. You know what I'm saying? So, look, he needed he, he needs some help. So, um, honestly, I, I think those are the guys that are going to help. And, uh, you know, I also want to see – I also want to see uh, – what's his name? Horton get some more um, – get some more um, some more burn as well because he's a young body that can go in there that got a lot of energy and he, he got a lot to prove. So, I think he needs to be able to get some more time too, so – yeah, I agree. I, I I said the two X factors for this Lakers team would be Taylor Horton Tucker and Alex Caruso because of the energy and the and the abilities yeah. to create for other players on the court while they're out there, um, and the ability to be able to make shots too. So they they have some really high percentage shots they can make and knock down at least keep the the, the Lakers in it. But you mentioned earlier, I want to ask you this too. You mentioned earlier about. Dennis Schroeder, you were able to cover him in OKC before the trade, obviously. Yeah. And then you say you saw a different Dennis Schroeder. What do you see differently this year that you didn't see last year? I felt like I feel like this year he's a little too passive. You know, last year I felt like he was just on the attack constantly. You know, he always had defenders backing up on their heels constantly because he can either dribble or pull up. And I feel like with there's so many being so many mouths to feed in, in LA, you know what I'm saying, on that team, I feel like he's kind of like dancing around playing his game. You know what I'm saying? So I think he just needs to get comfortable 
in his own skin in LA and be able to to flourish because like I said I saw him last year I knew he was getting busy that's my guy you know so just seeing him you know not fulfill his his full potential out there in LA so far you know I I believe you know it's it's gonna be tough but also you know we didn't even bring up Montrez I think Montrez is gonna be a big factor obviously too he got to step it up as well those two right there I feel like they haven't been able to showcase what they showcased last year for this year's Lakers, you know what I'm saying? For them to be able to be like, all right, yeah, that was a knockout in free agency, you know? So I think they just both need to get comfortable in their own skin, and LeBron's going to need both of them to step up, de- definitely with AD out. Oh, absolutely. I think they're going to – I think what needs to happen once Schroeder does return from the health and safety protocol, and fortunately he tested negative uh, for COVID, which is a good – is a, a really, really good thing. But I think they need to develop more of that pick and roll because when I look at Trez, when I look at Dennis Schroeder and the, and the chemistry that those two can have yeah. and and really develop, especially when they go deep into the season as they make the playoff push, that's going to be really be crucial in the playoffs for those guys, especially when you're ending the game in the fourth quarter when you have a, an Anthony Davis and a LeBron James out there as well when you're going to close out the game. Those are the two guys you want to have on the floor and ready on the floor uh, and especially in a closeout game. And, and even when you're closing out series as well, they're going to be vital. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, as Anthony Davis continues to be out. And then Dennis Schroeder, who's going to be out for a few more games. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he can rejoin the team before the All-Star break and kind of give them a boost that they needed at yeah. that position. When I look at the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets have completed the the I, I like to call the SoCal sweep. Yeah, without Kevin. Would it, w- without Kevin Durant, exactly. <laughs> How dangerous is this team and how surprised are you at this team with not having the full big three available and playing absolutely no defense? Man, I'm I'm going to honestly say I'm not surprised because I'm out here in Houston. So I seen what James did with that little amount of talent. You put a Kyrie Irving next to him now. You know what I'm saying? Now you're cooking. You know what I'm saying? You're cooking with gas and oil at the same time. <laughs> you feel me? So I, I, I honestly didn't – this is not this is not a surprise to me because those two talents right there are all-world talents. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that they were able to still gel and mesh together, especially this quickly on this level, you know, and then the thing that's so the thing that's been so crazy to me is the fact that it's like one's not playing, this not playing, KD's not playing, Russ – you know, not Russ, KD playing, KD not playing, then Kyrie not playing, and then James not playing. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they're all juggling every single lineup. You know what I'm saying? And they're still winning. And I think that's been a, a testament to, honestly, their coaching staff. You know, Steve Nash, needs, he needs a little bit more credit. And also, you got to understand that the, the bench knows their role. I think when you have a second unit that knows their role, Shamit comes in, knows his role. TLC come in, knows his role. You know what I'm saying? A lot of those guys know to plug and play. And then you got to also credit Joe Harris, too, because I think he's been the, the, the one constant that they've had. And um, he's been able to fill that void for them as well with a sharpshooting. So I wasn't surprised at all, man. He, that, that, that team is scary. I said it last night on Twitter and, uh, you know, I said, they doing all this without KD, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you add him back to the mix, it's going to just sky the limit. Yeah. And especially if they had decided to add another big man to the mix to, to give them oh, some defense God. with Boogie Cousins being potentially oh. being bought out. Uh, yeah. they can flex an Andre Drummond situation. If, if possible, if you get one of those two guys oh. to bring defense, with a guy with a big man who could also shoot because Boogie can also shoot from, from the perimeter. So let's not forget that. He pulling up. So that's going to be a very dangerous team. And to me, I think the Lakers are in trouble. I think this injury, and I, I, I've said this on my, my other show and believe in Lakers podcast. Mm. I said that 
if a this remind the, the diagnosis that they gave Anthony Davis is something similar to what I remember they gave Kevin Durant when he was with a member of the Golden State Warriors. And okay. they weren't sure exactly what it was. First they said a calf, then they said it, it, it could be attributed to the Achilles. Uh, mm-hmm. They were trying to prolong it, prolong it, prolong it. And, you know, unfortunately, KD succumbed to his injury uh, in the most one of the most important series in his in his career in the NBA Finals. So yeah. hopefully Anthony Davis has much better success. And it just is he needs to rest it for a month or maybe even longer. I said, hell, let him rest four to six weeks because yeah. you as long as you can get into the playoffs and you have a healthy Anthony Davis and a healthy LeBron James. That matters. I mean, sky's the limit. I mean, you can you can go. It's going to be a little harder for you to go through teams and playing on the road, but it's not going to be the end of the world because you have, you know, you have a Dennis Schroeder, you you have a Montrez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with you right there. Like, I just didn't like the fact that he was holding it. You know what I'm saying? When it happened, you know, he's yeah. there, you know what I'm saying? That's what caught me off. I was like, oh, man, I hope it's not, you know, a torn Achilles or a ruptured Achilles or anything like that. So, you know, when he that first initial. That you know what I'm saying when he took that drive to the lane, I was like, oh man, you know, I, I definitely was scared for LA in that in that whole regard. But I think, like you said, four to six weeks rest out. We don't need you right now. We just need LeBron to get us to the promised land. You come back <laughs> and help us, and we good. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think I think they'll be all right though. I, honestly, LeBron's gonna get them to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying by himself. He can get them there. You know, you just need Anthony Davis to to handle business. Well, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of Los Angeles, so there's another L.A. team that's, that has all their starters backed uh, on, on Sunday yeah. uh, when they faced the Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. and they lost but thanks to a, a push-off file by Kawhi Leonard that was blatantly <laughs> evident. I mean, I know Clipper fans get mad, but it was blatant. I mean, you couldn't be – you couldn't you, you you couldn't even hide it. Like, it was just really out there. You know James Harden, the actor that he is, he's going to sell every file he gets. Yeah. And the refs are going to usually go in his favor when you when you do that, especially with a tight game like that. They're going to always be be on extra guard when it comes to that. When you look at the L.A. Clippers, though, uh, Paul George seems like he's come back from injury like nothing happened. I mean, he's been on a tear. He picked up right where he left off. What do you see from Paul George? What have you seen from Kawhi Leonard? And where do you see this Clippers team finishing out for the first half of the season? I got you. Uh, I, honestly, I, I think it was a foul. I'm going to say that was a foul. The push-off, I, the thing is his forearm was already wrapped in there first. That's a foul. So by the time Kawhi did what he did, you know what I'm saying, it's like it, you got to play it off. You got to, you know, that's the playoff at that point. You got to just let him play on and, and continue to, you know, hold the whistle. But anyways, moving forward, uh, PG's my brother. That's um that's actually the first first player I actually interviewed. All-star actually interviewed in my career. Man, nice. real tight. That's my brother um nothing but love for him you know and I, I think this is his year man he want to prove people wrong you know i've talked to him numerous times uh he wants to prove the the haters and the doubters wrong he feels like a lot of people are disrespecting him and uh you know he wanted to make sure he came back a couple years ago people forget he was in the mvp conversation at okc so i think he's really trying to come back and let people know like no i'm still i'm still that dude you know what i'm saying so i like what he's been doing this year i feel like him and Kawhi actually finally playing with 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 some uh some real chemistry because i felt like last year was all right your turn my turn you know what i'm saying but now this year i feel like they're both getting into it where they're like all right cool let's play within the flow of the offense a little bit more and um as you can see he's getting he's getting aggressive on the on the defensive end too so if he can continue to just do what he's doing i mean he's been on a tear all year i mean isn't he in the the 50 50 90 club right Uh, just about 
Yeah. About, yeah. So if he continue to do that, man, I mean, sky's the limit for him and Kawhi, man. I mean, I've been just impressed the fact that he ain't sitting out. He's like, I'm here. Let's get busy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not resting. No management. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's been available, and, and that's what you need. You need players that are going to be available and accountable. And uh, both of them are taking that this year, and I feel like, you know, they can go as far as they want to go, you know, with this with this whole this whole season. But I, the main thing for me is they got to get Lou Will back in the groove. You know what I'm saying? He, he's, he was on the tail when PG was out, but I want to see him do that with the whole team. You know what I'm saying? I want to see them insert Serge Ibaka a little bit more in the in the ways that he can be used. When I was covering Serge in OKC, you know what I'm saying? He He's a pick and pop. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of his points right now are just garbage points where it's like a putback or it's like, all right, he's wide, wide open to the point he has to shoot it. But if they really set something up for him, like like Ty Lue, I know he can. That's my that's my brother too. If he can definitely set some plays up for him, you know what I'm saying, to get him freed up a little bit more, I think that'll take a lot of the burden off the, you know, the shoulders of um, Kawhi and PG as well. Absolutely. I mean, I think when you look at this Clippers team who faced the Brooklyn Nets on Sunday, I mean, Kawhi and Paul George combined for about 63 points yeah. on offense, which – and Paul George had to be yanked because he had played about 33 minutes. I know he's still on the minutes restriction coming off the injury. And when he was, when we asked him about, hey, when are you going to be off a of minutes, minutes restriction, Paul George really said, I don't know. He doesn't really have an answer. Uh, I don't know when Ty Lue is going to let the reins uh, be, be loose because uh, when we asked uh, Paul George, hey, could you have finished out the game? He's like, yeah, man, I was ready to finish out the game. Like, I was sitting there. I'm ready to finish out the game. Yeah, he was. Uh, which I think he could have been a tremendous X factor in that particular game. It probably could have got them a victory uh, yeah. because he had the hot hand, especially in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He really had the hot hand. So it's going to be interesting, interesting rather, to see what they do with Paul George for the first half of the season. I know uh, more than likely he, he may not make the all-star team this year because of the injury. He may make the reserve team, yeah. uh, which I could see him making the reserve team because he definitely deserves I think he was five. Uh, I think he was number five in the voting. At oh yeah, 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 he was. Yeah, yeah. when it came so, to the four. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not. I would be highly surprised if he wasn't at least on the reserves and made the reserves because he has. He's had an outstanding year, minus the injury. He's had an outstanding year thus far. He's he's hooping right now. He definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely, man. And when I look at another team, uh, you know, when you look at the the All Star, you know, the All Star team, we all we all knew how a lot of the players, including LeBron James, felt about having an All Star game, especially in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. And the NBA saying, you know what, we can have you can bring up to four people to the to the All Star game. I mean, as if we don't have enough issues with people catching COVID or potentially catching COVID. Now you can add four more people to come in, and yeah. and and now you have to be quarantined for two days just to have a one day event. And yeah. you're, how do you feel about the All Star game? Should the, is the NBA an error on this, or are they in the right and and making players you know suit up and play in the game that's going to you know generate money? Yeah, that's my biggest thing. You just said it right there. It's generating money. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I didn't like the bubble. I didn't, you know, I don't like the fact that they're doing the all-star either. You know, you gotta you gotta take this this COVID stuff serious because at the end of the day, you know, they, they gotta choose health over wealth. Yeah. You know, if you look at it like this, the who who who's the NBA? The players. You know what I'm saying? So if the players aren't aren't available because you know they, they got COVID or they're injured or whatever the case may be. You gotta, you gotta always put the health over wealth because you won't have a product if the players aren't aren't available. You know, so I I think LeBron and Kawhi and Giannis, I think they hit it right on the head. You know, with with just being able to, you know, have the All Star game, 
you know, it shouldn't have, I felt like the All-Star game shouldn't have been shouldn't have even been played this year. I get that they're doing it one one day, get everything out all in that one. I mean, they're forcing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're forcing the issue. And uh I felt like they should have just kept their word for the players. You know, LeBron said that the players were supposed to have, you know, March 5th to the 10th off to have family time after being in the bubble. I felt like the the NBA should have honored that. But, um, you know, Adam Silver said, um, he said that it was all about, you know, giving the fans what they wanted. You know, I, I didn't hear any fans saying I want a slam dunk contest this year. I didn't hear any fans saying they want a three-point contest. So I don't know what, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. You know, we just wanted some NBA basketball. That's it. You know? These, so, are, these are the only fans that that said something was the church fans. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only fans that were saying something about one. I'm telling you, man, I ain't hear nobody talking about All-Star. And then all of a sudden, hey, we're going to have All-Star. Like, wait a minute, hold on. So, you know, it just just shows you that, you know, obviously it's a business, you know, and that's what it comes down to. And, uh, you know, these players, they they understand that now. And I think, you know, Draymond speaking out, players are starting to speak out a little bit more. And I appreciate it because, you know, the real has to be said, you know, because like he said, it's a double-edged sword. So I'm definitely – I'm definitely – I'm I'm gonna watch it obviously because I have to, but it's we just, all do. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's just the fact, um, you know. And then and then I like what they did. It was oh yeah, we're gonna donate to the HBCUs and right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but they threw that in there. Ooh, so, that's slick. That's slick. That's slick. So it's all good. It's all good. I'm gonna watch and I'm gonna be entertained and I'm hoping that you know the right reserves are in there and I hope that you know put it this way, this got to be the best dunk contest and it got to be the best three point. Well, I think we already saw the winner of the dunk contest, and I want to get into that. Okay. You have you have enough time to stay for one more second? I got time, man. I got time. Okay, great. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about this year's dunk winner has already been announced. We're going to get into who has the best shoe collection, what okay. are your top five shoes, and we're going to get into your organization and what you do for the youth around various communities. I definitely want to get into that. And Damian Lillard, for sure. Can't, can't have a basketball conversation without Damian Lillard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so we're gonna keep it right, keep it locked right here. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, y'all, welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you hit me on all things social media at Nick Hamilton LA. Make sure you you follow Travis Singleton at Sneaker Reporter on all things social media. Final time out before we have, have our final segment for sure and i want to get it before the break we talked about uh the dunk contest we, we were talking about the all-star game should they have one should the nba not have one and you mentioned the slam dunk contest and it's definitely got to be off the hook for sure but i think that we already have our slam dunk winner okay. i call him the ant-man oh he's better are- known as anthony edwards yeah who had the, the most amazing dunk Man. this season Man. by far by far i'm with you Oh, go ahead. I'm gonna let you speak. No, I'm saying I, I I feel bad for who got who the the the, the gentleman that got bashed on. Like I, I he snatched his soul out of his body on that one. Oh man, well, yeah. What wasn't it? Wanna be? Buddy be. got it. But yeah. wanna be is not a be because <laughs> Buddy got his soul snatched. Yeah, man. He will never recover from that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the craziest part is that was his first game back from injury, so he went back on the IR. <laughs> <laughs> he, be, he he became a milk card and all star for the remaining of the season because we ain't gonna be found. <laughs> that man's on the back of a carton somewhere right now. Have you seen me? For real, man. They got to do a Weird's Waldo for him. 
Man, be able to find him nowhere. <laughs> is there gonna be a better dunk? And should Anthony Edwards even enter the dunk contest at this point? Nah, you know what? I'm gonna get real greedy right now, and 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 I'm gonna get greedy on right here with you. We're gonna get greedy. I need Zion. Look, y'all need to make it. If y'all gonna do this, let's do this. I need Zion. I need Ant Man. I need Hami Diallo, and I need Zach Levine. Give me those four. And we we good to go. Zach said he won't do it unless he's an all-star. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be an all-star this year. So let's get him up in there. Zion, he we waiting. We waiting. He gotta do it. And then Hami was the one that won. He won the one before Chicago. And he was waiting for, you know, everybody else to come back. They didn't come back. So I feel like he still gotta, you know, prove himself. But well, he don't gotta prove himself, but he gotta defend his championship. And then, you know, bring in bring in uh, Ant Man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I mean that dunk was crazy, man. I actually thought he got hurt when I. I mean he he hurt him, but I thought he hurt himself. You know, what Again, I'm saying? That, that was the, that was the sickest dunk I have seen all season. We haven't even gotten through two thirds of the season yet. Yeah, nah, that was that was that's gonna be dunk of the year. I don't care what nobody says. Uh, the way he got up there, he was looking in the room. He better win an ESPY for that. He got to no 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 yeah that's facts that's yeah. facts. He's got to win the SP for that. I want to talk a little bit about the All-Star break, even in that theme. Yeah. Uh, we, we, the, the starters were announced. Obviously, later on this week, the, the reserves will be announced. But one person I felt that got snubbed was none other, none other than Damian Lillard. Yeah. Uh, Damian has, has done – Dame Dollar has been sensational this season, even without C.J. McCollum, who's been out. Why, you, why is it that Dame is not getting the respect? I know he gets the respect from his peers, but why is he not getting the respect overall – nationwide that he should be getting i think he's just now getting it you know and and the thing is so i think so i think so but the thing is i feel like it's a little too late if that makes sense because you know people are starting to now catch on to the wave of damian lillard and dame dollar and dame time and all the above you know what i'm saying and i think it took for stephen a smith to kind of just be like i'm sorry you know what i'm saying when he did his whole little his whole little rant like he was like my bad my bad my bad my bad (laughs) <laughs> you know, he did all that or whatever like that. But um, honestly, you got to look at it like this. The fans get so wrapped up in these, you know, in, in the young stars too, like Lucas and stuff like that. Because Lucas' fan vote was the reason why that he became a starter. But you got to also understand he's an international player. You know what I'm saying? So he gets a whole nother, you know, plethora of, of votes that Dame's probably not getting. You know, because you got to look at it like this. Dame's getting all his votes from, you know, from Portland and all up that way. You know what I'm saying? But Luca's all, you know, all over the place, you know, because he's international. So I, I honestly think that Dame's been as clutch as they can be. I've seen it up close. You know what I'm saying? He 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 waved bye-bye to my team. You know what I'm saying? When I was in OKC, he said bye-bye. That's it. <laughs> you know, so when I've seen all of that up close, and even when I put up the snippet the other day when I talked to him and stuff like that, and that was back in 2016, I was like, you know, you know, do you do you feel like you're one of those big dogs now? Like, do you feel like, you know, you can go at the Westbrooks and, and yada, yada, yada? And he was like, no, I'm a, I'm a big dog, too. They need to respect when I come, too, you know? And uh, ever since that moment, I respected him, you know, because I saw him put in the work. I saw him actually put, you know, grinding, you know, night in, night out, you know? And, and I feel like he's getting that recognition now. And, um, you know, it, it's going to take for him to get over that hump. I think he should have got the – I think he really should have got that starter. Um, position over Luca because look what he's doing by himself. No Nurk and no CJ. And, um, you know, just the, the fact that he's just as clutch as they can be. You know what I'm saying? And 
he got them in the fourth seed right now, which is which is just crazy to me. So that alone, yeah, needs to put him, you know, right there where he belongs. And um, and I believe that you know he's he's getting the recognition. You heard Shaq, Charles, and all them. You know, they're talking about Dame a lot more now as well. And uh, Shaq always has the Blazers in the finals every year. I don't know why, but he does. And uh, you know, he he always puts them there preseason. Don't matter. But um, when you got a player that's that clutch and has that much leadership, you know, and and, de- and deserves that much respect like Dame Dollar does, I think there's there's no other way for me to even, you know, go go against them. Yeah, I'll say this much too. I and I'm I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna be off the cuff, but I I look at it from this standpoint, being that Dame is in a smaller market in Portland, yeah, Pacific that- Northwest. You look at Luca, who is also an international star, but in a much bigger market in Dallas. Dallas yeah. I think that also can account for his just location and yeah. the fact that Dame has decided to stay up there and wants to wait it out with his team and try to will his team to a championship. That's admirable, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's falling into the Kevin Garnett syndrome of being too loyal. And, and if it wasn't for Kevin McHale being the GM and Danny Ainge having a relationship. Yeah, with the Boston Celtics, Kevin Garnett wouldn't have a championship or even contend for a championship. Yep. So I think a lot of players should learn from I always say players should learn from Kevin Garnett and his loyalty because Kevin Garnett is a loyal guy. But yeah. sometimes being too loyal can cost you an opportunity to be even greater than what you are. And I think that's what we're seeing from Dame right now. Not to say that Dame isn't great, because I think Dame is great. Yeah, I think he's excellent. Let me rephrase that. I think Dame is excellent. I think yeah. in order, in my estimate, to me, I feel like in order for you to be great, you got you have to have hardware because that's what you play for. Okay. Yep. Um, but I think that to me, I think Luca deserved it, but I also felt like I think Dame deserved it more than Steph did. Okay. Okay. I, because, I, I, I can see that. Because I look at what Dame had to do. I mean, even though, yeah, Steph doesn't have his other splash brother in, in, in uh, Clay, but you still yeah. have Draymond. You have Andrew Wiggins. You got the big man that you drafted out, you know, this year. You still have pieces that you could do. And you dropping 60 and, you know, 57 at a time. Uh, But because Steph is more polarizing because he's in a much larger market now being in San Francisco and being in that entire Bay Area. And he's a champion on top of that. That carries a lot more weight with people. So I'm not mad at Steph being an all-star. I'm just saying if I had to go choose between the two between Steph and Dame I'm gonna rock with Dame because I felt Dame is more deserving because he had to he had to do more with less I agree with you I agree with you I I, for me I think it just comes down to the fact that like 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 we said he's carrying that team you know to to the playoffs (laughs) honestly I mean whether it be clutch shots it, it, it really don't matter you know but Dame is the type of player that he wants people to come to him he doesn't want, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't want to seem like he's chasing people to come join his journey. You know what I'm saying? If somebody great wants to come that way and help him, then he's like, hey, come on through. You know, it, we we good. But he's not going to be like, hey, man, he's not going to go on the record or he's not going to be buddy-buddy trying to make it happen and then be like, hey, I'm going to go this way. I don't think he's that type of player. And like you said, he probably, he probably will get buried in Portland, you know, with that Kevin Garnett syndrome. But he going out swinging. And that's all that I respect. You know, I respect that. Absolutely. Now, let's get on to the kicks, man, because this is one of the best things that you do on top of everything else that you do. But you definitely great the kicks. Uh, you definitely let us know when the new kicks are dropping, which are hot, which are not. 
So who in the NBA, give me your top 10 players that rock the Flyers kick so far this season. My top 10, you said? Top 10. Okay, that's easy. You know, that's easy. Uh, we can go, uh, I mean, uh, you got to start with P.J. Tucker. You know, that's the sneaker king. He just, he's a cheat code. I call him the cheat code because he just, he got everything. It's just unreal. Uh, you got to go P.J. Tucker. My boy Langston Galloway, you know, he he got a lot of sneaky heat. A lot of people don't really talk about him. Uh, he's he's down there in Phoenix now, so he's getting a lot of peas from CP3 now because they were the same size. So he's loving it. And I wear the same size, too. I'm still waiting for my pairs. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, let me see. Tyrese Halliburton, rookie in Sacramento. He's a sneakerhead. Like, he got some heat. I seen him bring out some KD4 Weathermans. I seen him bring out some Kobe's, you know, the Grinch Kobe's and a couple other things. He brings out stuff that Nike doesn't send to people now. And that's why I think he's so dope. But um, him being a rookie, it just feels a lot more genuine. You know what I'm saying? Because he's still trying to find his way. Um, I definitely say John Morant. He's, he got a crazy Kobe collection right now. Uh, he, he rocking some heat. Um, Jason Tatum, that's another one. He got some Jordan 35 heat. Um, and then I'm going to put all the guys in a collective. Devin Booker, um, you know, Tobias Harris, and, you know, DeMar DeRozan. Those guys, they get all the Kobe, PEs, and any different, any color. It doesn't matter. Um, so they're definitely in one category by themselves. Uh, also, I would um, bring up uh, New Balance as well. I'm, I'm rocking with New Balance. Kawhi got some good stuff. Uh, they also signed Jamal Murray. Uh, he's been hooping lately. He got some. Uh, he, he's wearing uh, the two way right now, the New Balance two way. Darius Baisley rocks it. Uh, also, Dejounte Murray rocks it as well. Um, so you know, those are just some of the some of the names. Um, you know, I could throw out there, but there's so many sneakerheads in the league. You know what I'm saying? That are actually transitioning. The crazy thing is, PG got some crazy fire, but like he got to wear his signature shoe. You know what I'm saying? Which is fire too. I love PG. You know what I'm saying? That's my dog. Um, Kyrie as well, KD as well, you know, the whole Nike, you know, the whole Nike basketball family, LeBron, you know what I'm saying? So those guys always got to rock their stuff, but they got some heat as well, even when they wear stuff off the court. But those would be my guys right there, definitely that I look out for, you know, that I know if I post something with them, I know I'm going to get, you know, 2,000 likes or whatever like that because I already know what they're bringing. And shout out to my boy Russ as well. He got the um, why not 0.4. So, you know, that's that's another guy that, that definitely got a lot of fire as well. Yeah, I, I I agree, man. I, I can't disagree with anybody that you said. I think they all have heat in their respective ways. Yeah. What what when you look at the Kobe's because I know the Kobe, the the, the sixes dropped recently. Yeah. Um, and then you know that we talk about the Grinch, which we've been waiting 10 years for the Kobe Grinches to drop. Lord knows I was waiting. Um, what when you look at shoes like this and you look at how they retro them and how Nike's able to retro those shoes. When we talk about the Jordans, we could talk about the LeBrons, even we could talk about the Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. What what is what is such a why is there such a fascination with those particular brands of shoe? When you look at the Kobe's or the Jordans or the LeBrons, that people gravitate. Is it the design? Is it the, is it just the fact that we get a chance to come up again that we didn't come up on, or what is it that's so attractive about these particular pairs of shoes? I think I think it's. A little bit of, of everything you just said, honestly. I feel like it's a little bit of design, but at the same time, I think it's a little bit of legacy. You see what those players do on the court, you know, how iconic they are, Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, you know, those three that you brought up, and people want to really gravitate and grab that shoe, you know. And I think each person has their own lane, you know what I'm saying? Like Kyrie has that street ball lane where it's like his 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 shoe is just flashy, 
You know what I'm saying? But he's flashy on the court because he's doing stuff that the Harlem Globetrotters be doing, but in the game. You know what I'm saying? And then he can go ahead and do a little reverse flip layup, and you like, this dude's just – he out of nowhere. But a lot of people gravitate towards players that they actually feel like they can, you know, relate to. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I think it honestly comes comes from. But I think a lot of the, the designs are, like, really on point as well. Um, I love the Kyrie 7. I love the KD 13 right now. I think those are fire. The LeBron 18 is tough. You know what I'm saying? I, yes. I, love, I love the Jordan 35 right now. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a good little smooth basketball shoe a lot of people don't talk about. Um, but it's all about, you know, your favorite player. But at the same time, I think it's legacy. When we grew up, you know what I'm saying, we wanted to be like Mike. You know what I'm saying? So when you wanted to be like Mike, you felt like you had to get the Jordans to be like Mike. You know what I'm saying? So it's more so just wanting to be a part of that legacy and be able to, you know, just just stunt with, with what they're wearing as well. You know what I'm saying? I think one of the things that's so cool about – Kyrie and PG, and these are the two that I really noticed that do it the most. They wear shoes that actually come out so that you feel like, all right, yo, I just seen him. Yo, I got those in my closet. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I could pull them out too. You know what I'm saying? He already rocked them. So Kyrie and PG really do a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? They'll wear a general release, but then they'll be like, all right, all right, now I got a stone on you with some PEs now. So, you know, that's over. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's all about, you know, the chase as well. Like you said with the Grinches, you know, 10 years. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you want to chase after that shoe that you always wanted. And, uh, you know, had, the thing about it is Nike's getting back to the storylines, you know what I'm saying, and, and getting back to those holiday shoes and different things like that, Easter, you know, Christmas pack, Black History Month, plat, you know, pack. You know what I'm saying? So they're they getting back to every single thing. And, um, you know, a lot of these different companies, Puma, New Balance, you know, Under Armour, you know, Adidas, all of them are going to follow suit and it's going to just continue to grow. Um, I think another player that really is slept on with his with his shoe this year is um James Harden. I think he got a really good basketball shoe. A lot of people don't really give it a lot of attention because they got kind of got rubbed the wrong way with how he left Houston. But you know, I think his shoe was really tough um as far as performance wise. And uh, you know, it just it's it's all about preference. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Boston, so I wanted to make sure I had something flashy. So I like stuff that got flashy colors. You know what I'm saying? So that's just how I am. But uh, I, I don't mind rocking um, different shoes and stuff like that. Like, shout to New Balance. They be sending me stuff, like, all the time, like Kawhi shoes. Like, you feel like I'm covering the, the Clippers all, all the time as much as they send stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel fortunate. And even PG be sending stuff as well. So, you know, I, I love the Clippers team. You know, I, I'm cool with Ty Lue, cool with, you know, New Balance. I'm cool with Nike. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like we can we can make it work together. You know what yes, I'm saying? Indeed. You know what I'm saying? So I got my little Clippers, you know, sneaker reporter shirt on. You know what I'm saying? So it's possible. You feel me? There you go, man. I, I actually like the Kawhi, the Christmas edition Kawhi. Man, I thought they were kind of fly. I was yeah. actually really surprised, uh, you know, with the design of the shoe and the sleekness of the shoe as well. Um, it's really attractive. So I definitely, you know, shout out to New Balance for that. But I would definitely, before we go, I definitely want to get into, you know, what you're doing, the great work that you're doing with the youth around uh, various communities. And you have an organization uh, that's called Kicks for Grades. Talk a little bit about that organization and what made you come up with that. Yeah, Kicks for Grades, man, it's, it's my baby. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's honestly something that, like, you know, I don't know if you can you can relate to this, but um, growing up, you know, I used to get, like, a lot of uh, good, good grades on my report card and everything like that. And uh, my family couldn't afford the latest shoes that came out. So I was one of those kids that always wanted, you know, to fly kicks and stuff like that. And, uh you know, my family was like, my mom and my dad was like, hey, you know, we, we can't do that right now. You know what I'm saying? But I felt like the kids that were not doing good in school, 
getting bad grades, class clowns and all that. They were getting rewarded, getting all the flyer stuff. And then I'm over here like, man, I'm putting in the work, but I ain't getting rewarded. So I kind of felt like, you know, a lot of these kids that are coming up now where they're like, you know, I'm, I'm, they, they want to be nerds and they want to be in the books and they want to be bookworms and stuff like that, but they feel like it's not cool. So I wanted to make sure I was able to do something that made them like, no, 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 I do writing for a living. You know what I'm saying? So like you can actually do something and be different and be able to actually, you know, get in, dive into a book and it'd be okay and it'd be cool. You know what I'm saying? Around your your peers and stuff. So when it came to the kicks for grades, I wanted to make sure that I rewarded the kids that were getting good grades, you know, that their families couldn't afford it, just like how I was. You know what I'm saying? So what we do is we get kids from the age six all the way to 13, and um, we basically take care of them. So if they get A's and B's on their report card, they send it in to us. And um, and then after that, we we do a raffle. And what we do in the raffle is we ask for your shoe size. We ask for what shoe you want. And then at the same time, we also ask that, um, you know, obviously we need the parents' permission and the, and the school's permission as well. But um, but we definitely try to take care of them the best way we can. Not every single kid is going to win. But at the same time, it gives them something to push towards. And that's what it's all about, motivating them. You know what I'm saying? So a kid might not, they might, they might get A's and B's, but they be like, you know what? I got to keep it going so I can get the A's and B's the next time so I can try to get those shoes, you know, from kicks for grades and stuff like that. And a lot of the kids that are getting bad grades, they feel like they got it. Now they're motivated. Like, oh, oh, okay. Now I got to show you up so I can get them and stuff like that. So it becomes a little friendly competition. And that's what it's all about, man. Just trying to get the best out of them because these kids are the leaders of tomorrow. And a lot of people don't really give them you know, the benefit of the doubt when it comes to how they're learning and different ways to learn now with social media, you know what I'm saying? So many things are actually at your hands with Google and everything like that. So these kids could just say, Hey Siri, what's, you know, 10 times 10, you know what I'm saying? Instead of actually putting in the work and stuff like that. So it's just a way to give back and, and let these kids know that, you know, we appreciate what they're doing and we want to see them succeed. No, that's awesome, man. I think, I think when you look at what you're doing, I think that's a great gesture. I think that's great to motivate kids. I think a lot of times kids don't have anything to motivate. You could tell them one thing, but if you don't actually give them a reason to do stuff, and a lot of people, we all get motivated by doing things. We all get motivated by, you know, what we need to do or not do to, in order to get the rewards that we're looking for. So I think that's a great, uh, you know, organization that you develop. Where can people, if they want to donate, if they want to be a part of the organization, um, where can they go to, to get more information? We got the kicksforgrades.com. Uh, also, if they want to, they can reach out to me on um, Instagram, Sneak Reporter, you know, Twitter, Facebook. It don't matter. And then also we got the Kicks for Grades on Instagram and Twitter as well. So if you want to reach out, want to donate or want to at least give like a helping hand and stuff like that. I know a couple of people that be like, hey, I got some sneakers or whatever like that that I haven't touched. They could be a size 14 or whatever. We might have a kid that, you know, have, wears a size 14 that's in the in the raffle. They might not win. But if we're like, hey, you know what? We, we got a size 14 for you and we still can work something out and everything like that. So I've had people do that, which was really good as well. So it's all about, you know, giving back, man. I just at the end of the day, I you know, a lot of people always ask what's my, my um, motivation and stuff like that. I just want to continue to be great, but I want to leave a legacy behind. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, if I don't leave nothing behind, I want to leave a legacy and, and, and know that I changed a couple of kids' lives if I was able to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to be a great reporter, but at the same time, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to be in these streets and I'm in these streets. You know, a lot of these reporters really ain't in these streets like that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm putting in the grass work. No, absolutely, man. I commend you for doing that. I mean, even taking the initiative to do something of this magnitude, man, is this definitely needs to be rewarded. And I just want to give you salute to you and respect out to you for even doing that man 
I appreciate yeah. that. That means a lot, man. It's you know, at the end of the day, I can't touch every single kid as far as like giving them, you know, giving them some sneakers or whatever like that. But if me talking to you at your school for an hour can motivate you and encourage you, I've had kids come up to me like, you know, I, I don't have no role model. I don't have no dad. You know what I'm saying? I, my dad's not around, you know, like, and they, they look up to what I'm doing. So sometimes I got to catch myself on social media, what I post and different things like that, whatever songs I'm posting, because a lot of these kids be following and, and, and they want to grasp onto, you know, something you know, that's positive. You know what I'm saying? So anytime I can give words of encouragement to them and stuff like that, I'm always trying to give back to the kids no matter what. And um, I felt like growing up, I always, we always had them big homies that was in the hood or, you know, that was just around, you know what I'm saying? Like my pops was around, but if he wasn't around, there was always that other big homie like that would always look out like, hey, hey, you shouldn't have done that. You know, you should do better. You know what I'm saying? So I've always tried to be that big homie to whoever I can be and be able to, you know, just use my platform. I feel like a lot of us, not saying, you know, you or nothing like that, but I feel like a lot of the other reporters and stuff like that, they don't use their platform to be able to help and give back, you know, and that's our people too. There's a lot of us, you know what I'm saying, that that need to be given back that don't, you know what I'm saying? And they got a lot of TV time and they, they put in all this work, but at the same time, they're not putting time back into their communities. And um, that's one of the biggest things I wanted to make sure I was able to do. No, absolutely, man. And I, I commend you again for doing that. We all could do better. I mean, all of us can, you know, myself, anybody can be, always do better and look to improve and try to help more and more people that we come across, man. So thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate your insight. Appreciate the conversation. Uh, thank you for sticking around for another segment and let everyone know where they can continue to find you and keep up with all your great work. I appreciate that, man. Hey, y'all can follow on uh, Twitter, Travis Singleton. Uh, at Travis Singleton, and then you can just put Sneaker Reporter. I'll come up as well. And then um, on Instagram, is Sneaker Reporter. Check out sneakerreporter.com, you know, for daily content on there. Uh, check out my Instagram. Check out all social media. Uh, Nick, I appreciate you for, for having me on here, man. This is a great platform. Um, I'm going to continue to check in and, and tap in and make sure that, uh, you know, I can continue to watch your greatness as well because um, we got we to gotta continue to help each other, motivate each other, and, and encourage each other. You know what I'm saying? So, I appreciate you for, for, for definitely uh opening the platform and we, we just gotta continue to get better, man. There's so many, so many different avenues and sometimes you don't know who's watching who or or you know what I'm saying? It just happens that way, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely appreciate you for uh, you know opening that door for me. Absolutely, man. We'll definitely have you on uh probably the latter part of the second half of the season and give out some of these shoe awards, see who who <laughs> who, who had the fly kicks and who didn't. Because we're I definitely gonna get in who didn't. Next time I, I'll have you on who didn't have fly kicks and who didn't get in trouble. No, 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 no. We just we we, we just gonna keep it honest. I mean, okay. If you had, if you had, if you wore garbage on your feet, then you you, you warm in public, so you gotta you gotta receive the criticism. Just like we give praise, we also give criticism. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right, y'all. That is the show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to TMA with Nick Hamilton. Here on SiriusXM, Slam Radio 145. If you miss any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. And make sure you follow me on all things social media, except for Twitter, at Nick Hamilton LA. All right, y'all. Until next week, stay sharp. Take care. Be safe out there. Thoughts and prayers once again to all the, the, the people in Texas and across the South and the Eastern Seaboard. Until next time, stay sharp. I'm out. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.